The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, rolling solo today. My man Aaron Murray is on family vacation in the Bahamas, enjoying some paradise. So thought I'd get everybody caught up on the latest news and notes around the world of college football as we are in between conference championships, bowl season about to kick off. College football playoff semifinal games on New Year's Eve day. So we are fired up. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at AaronMurray11. And head on over to PuntandPass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. We will continue to be updating PuntandPass.com. Our merch is on the way. Just got some great news on some possible custom t-shirts, which might be coming up as well. And our hats will be back in stock right after Christmas, of course. This episode of Punt Pass is presented to you by our awesome partners at Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com, download the Prize Picks app, use the promo code PUNT. If you use the promo code PUNT, you get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. The guys at Prize Picks are soon to give me the winner of our contest from last weekend who will be coming to dinner with Aaron and I and also, also the YouTube giveaway. Those golfing usernames will be given out next because, well, we're just doing some auditing. we got to double-check these things. I know we said we'd do it a couple weeks ago, but let's be honest. We're not playing golf for a while anyway with the holidays and the weather as it is. So we'll let you know who wins. Price picks right now, though, it's the best because football, you were used to college football, still have tons of action. NFL football, college basketball, NBA, NHL. You could do cross-board entries. You can win 10x your entry prize picks is simply the best. I need somebody to start tweeting at me who their favorite picks are in college basketball. I love to get action down, especially on prize picks when these holiday weeknights become a little bit slower than usual. So download the prize picks app, use the promo code PUNT, and tweet at me your favorite picks this upcoming weekend at prize picks on Twitter. I'm at Drew Butler. Let's get active. Download that prize picks app. Go to prizepicks.com. All right. College football award show were last night. The Heisman finalists have been announced. We can touch on the Heisman Trophy a little bit. Is it broken? Is it not? Look, that can stay up for debate, but I think it was pretty expected. Who was going to get invited up to New York City? The one snub, certainly. Maybe outside of Jordan Davis. I think his collective work on the best team throughout the entire season 
that being Georgia, was Kenneth Walker Jr., the running back from Michigan State. Kenneth Walker Jr. not getting invited up to New York after the statistics that he put up all season long, uh, that's a crime. So it's pretty unfortunate that he's not going to be up there. Probably wouldn't have won. Certainly should have been invited. But the finalists are Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, who I would expect to hoist a trophy tomorrow night. Michigan defensive end Aiden Hutchinson, who Georgia will get a big taste of in the Orange Bowl. He's been a total ass kicker all season long. Great story, great motor, a game changer for the Wolverines defense. Kenny Pickett, quarterback from Pitt. Love this. I thought Kenny Pickett certainly should have been up there. I voted for him to win the Davey O'Brien Award as the nation's top quarterback. He had a phenomenal season. Um, And Pitt was a great story. ACC champions going on to a New Year's Six Bowl. And C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud, that Ohio State offense, man, they really picked up the pace after a slower start to the season. He put up some gaudy numbers, no doubt, that he was going to get invited as well. So what is the Heisman Trophy, right? It's supposed to go to the nation's most outstanding player. Oftentimes, it goes to the best player on the best team. And if you look at the rankings right now, Alabama's number one. You could easily make the case that Bryce Young is not even the best player on Alabama's football team. Did he have a remarkable season? Yes. Was he a game changer? Yes. Specifically what he did in the SEC championship game against Georgia's defense, the top defense in the entire country by a wide margin, probably allowed him to, one, have little to no drama going into tomorrow night, and two, maybe quiet the people who are so bullish on Will Anderson like I was, right? Before the game, I'm sitting there going before the SEC championship that game I'm talking about. I'm sitting there going, Will Anderson is a better player, is a more outstanding player than Bryce Young, right? Bryce Young has Jameis Williams, he has John Mechie, you know, Brian Robinson, a lot of luxuries around him to make him look like a much better quarterback. I'm not saying that all quarterbacks who should win the Heisman Trophy should do it all on their own, but Will Anderson, seeing him in person, watching how dominant he is week in and week out, his statistics, how he was the anchor of that Alabama defense, I thought he was the better player than Bryce Young all season long. I really did, right? Aiden Hutchinson is the defensive player. That's awesome. I thought Will Anderson could have gotten invited. I thought Jordan Davis could have gotten invited. I thought 2021, specifically, the Heisman Trophy, when it was kind of up in the air all season long, there was a great opportunity to showcase top players, not just the best player on the best team, which most common fans would point to Bryce Young. So love that Kenny Pickett's up there. C.J. Stroud earned it. Aiden Hutchinson, awesome. Bryce Young's going to win the Heisman. I'm bummed Kenneth Walker, and I'm bummed Jordan Davis did not get invited. Who watches that anyways? Who watches the Heisman Trophy presentation? I cannot tell you the last time that I watched the Heisman Trophy presentation. It's always great, right? They've always got great stories. They do a fantastic job up in New York. That whole game day crew does some really awesome feature pieces, but the lack of excitement. And the predictability of the Heisman Trophy, it's just lost its luster. I'm sad to say that. Will I tune in tomorrow night? Probably not, but Bryce Young will win. Let's talk about some other college football awards. The National College Football Awards were given out last night at the ESPN College Football Awards show. Jordan Davis, Bednarik winner. Awesome. Awesome. Top defensive player in the nation. First Georgia player to win that since David Pollock in 2004. Congratulations to David Pollock. He was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame this past week. So huge hat tip to him. Georgia, University of Georgia, having a great contingency out in Las Vegas for the National Football Foundation's College Football Hall of Fame Awards Dinner. Jordan Davis wins the Bednarik Award. 
SEC Coach of the Year goes to Kirby Smart. I think that was pretty expected. What Georgia was able to do through 12 weeks, winning the SEC East with ease, shutting out top 10 teams, he deserved it. So shout out to Coach Smart, SEC Coach of the Year. SEC Freshman of the Year, Brock Bowers. Awesome. Brock Bowers, true freshman tight end out of Napa, California, coming to Athens and having an absolute splash of a freshman season, being a huge decision, game-breaker, game, game breaker, really, throughout all season for Stetson Bennett in that George offense. What he did in the SEC Championship game against Alabama was just phenomenal. So, massive congratulations to Brock Bowers, SEC Freshman of the Year. And there is a statistic that I saw because Brock Bowers was notably not nominated to be a finalist for the Mackey Award. The Mackey Award goes to the nation's top tight end. I got this statistic from at Evil Coach Scott Cochran on Twitter. At Evil Coach, yeah. Get this. Trey McBride, Colorado State's tight end, won the Mackey Award last night as the nation's best tight end. Mackey Award winner Trey McBride averaged 11.8 yards per catch this season and has 10 total touchdowns for his entire four-year career at Colorado State. Brock Bowers, who was not even a finalist for the John Mackey Award, averaged 16.8 yards per catch and had 12 total touchdowns this season alone. And he wasn't even a finalist for the Mackey Award. Let me reread that. The winner of the Mackey Award, who the media, who coaches, who I'm assuming former Mackey Award winners voted upon, claimed that Trey McBride was the nation's best tight end this year. Trey McBride averaged 11.8 yards per catch this season. Brock Bowers averaged 16.8 yards per catch. Trey McBride, only 10 total touchdowns in his entire four-year career at Colorado State, and Brock Bowers had 12 total touchdowns this season. Look, I get it. Things fall through the cracks. A lot of times, fan bases, people get upset because their player wasn't nominated. Their player didn't win. But it is a gross, a gross misjudgment that Brock Bowers wasn't even a finalist for the Mackey Award. The statistics speak for themselves. Whose fault is this? I have no idea. But if you watched the SEC championship game and you watched what Brock Bowers was able to do against Alabama's defense, you're going, damn, this kid, kid, he's a true freshman, is the best tight end in the country. He got the proper notice. He'll be every freshman All-American team, SEC freshman of the year. Hell, he might be on some All-American teams as a true freshman. But the fact that he wasn't even a finalist, come on. Come on. That needs to change. That needs to change. Shout out to Brock Bowers, though, SEC freshman of the year. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win.
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. How about what happened at Miami? Wild, okay? Reading the tea leaves, and I'll just kind of set the stage for you. They have not had an athletic director for the past couple of months. Manny Diaz kind of middling all season long as the head football coach of the Miami Hurricanes. And the alumni base within Miami, specifically the boosters, who tend to yield a lot of power within these athletic associations, we're having a bit of a power struggle. What do we want to do? How do we want to steer the direction of this historic football program? Keep in mind, no athletic director. Power struggle. People with a lot of money saying, I do want Manny Diaz. I don't want Manny Diaz. We should fire Manny Diaz. Who should we hire as an athletic director? It was reported last Saturday, the morning of conference championship weekend, that Miami was zeroing in on Clemson Athletic Director Dan Radakovich. Now, that is a big-time name. They're going to pay him a handsome sum of money to get him down to Miami to take over the athletic department and lead them in a new direction around the same time. It was being rumored that Mario Cristobal, who had just lost the Pac-12 championship as the coach, head coach of the Oregon football Ducks, it was being rumored that he was being zeroed in to be Miami's next head coach. So rumored that Radakovich was going to be the new AD, rumored that Cristobal would be the new head coach. Keep in mind, Manny Diaz, still employed by Miami at the time. Still employed by Miami at the time. I don't really understand that. I mean, I guess these guys are getting paid so much money that it really doesn't matter. The only thing that would be a negative would be the public perception hit that you're just sitting there as a lame duck waiting to see what happens, having no idea what's going on, probably checking your own social media to see the current status of your job. But I just find it so funny how these coaches and these ADs publicly make statements like, I haven't heard of anything. We haven't even had these discussions. Meanwhile, those contracts are 80% of the way done. It's going to happen. Just don't say anything at all. Just keep quiet. I I don't understand why they would make that assumption or let the public even question their integrity when it's pretty clear those rumors just don't come from nowhere. I mean, when you look at the Radakovich news and then an hour later it's rumored that Cristobal is going to come with them, I mean, that's a package deal right there, right? I'm sure when they called Mario Cristobal, they said, hey, would you be interested in this Miami job, which I believe he is an alumni of, and Dan Radakovich is going to be our new athletic director. He's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I would certainly be interested in doing that. So now it's official. Mario Cristobal has been named the head coach at Miami. Dan Radakovich has been named the athletic director at Miami. A new age, a new era for the Miami Hurricanes football team. Who knows 
how it's going to go, but you would have to imagine the excitement for a guy like Cristobal and the excitement for a guy like Dan Radakovich to see the writing on the wall in the ACC where it's right pickings. They got to be pretty excited. Could they change the culture quickly? Can they get some new life and some new talent there on the recruiting trail? Surely you could. But there are some tough hurdles to surpass for Miami. One, keep in mind it's a private school. Two, academics. I mean, look, you got to remember these things when you're trying to build a football program. Three, the stadium, right? Outside of Coral Gables, Hard Rock Stadium. Just tough to get some juice in there from a recruiting perspective. But when you look at the schedule, when you look at the competition, pretty level playing field. Pretty level playing field. Miami. The Hurricanes. The U. New situation down in Coral Gables. Dan Radakovich and Mario Cristobal. I'm right, looking at the bowl numbers, specifically the college football playoff numbers. Alabama, a 13.5-point favorite. Georgia, right now, I believe, still 7, 7.5-point favorite over the Michigan Wolverines. That is the primetime game. So I believe Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler will be calling the Orange Bowl. Our buddy Sean McDonough and Todd Blackledge probably going to be calling the Cotton Bowl between Alabama and Cincinnati. I also heard this. Everybody knows the number one team gets to choose the destination that they want to play their semifinal game. I heard that the number one team also gets to choose the kickoff time. So why do you think Nick Saban and Alabama chose to play at 4.30 instead of 8? Because they get more time to rest. Kirby Smart would have done the exact same thing if Georgia had won the SEC championship and been the number one team in the nation. So Nick Saban says, take me to Dallas, indoor stadium, less distractions than Miami. Obviously, a more inferior opponent with Cincinnati being the fourth-ranked team. I mean, Cincinnati could beat Michigan. I, I, I have no idea. I'm just saying, based on the rankings, the inferior opponent. And then he says, oh, yeah, give me that early kickoff time, too. I want my guys to be rested up if we win so we can get ready to go for a national championship. Georgia is a nine-point favorite. Excuse me. So this nine's going up, right? Alabama, 13.5-point favorite. Georgia, a nine-point favorite. And here's what I saw. Heavy money is on Michigan. If you go to any website, actionnetwork.com, vcin.com, ESPN, and read into the trends right now on the gambling front, sportsbook handle, a lot of the money is on Michigan. Why? Well, what did the public just watch? The public just watched Georgia get absolutely whooped up on by Alabama, and then right after that game, they turned on Fox and watched Michigan destroy Iowa. The public is all over Michigan. The money is all over Michigan, yet this line continues to move in Georgia's favor. What is that called? That's called reverse line movement, and that tells you that the Sharps, the Suits, the smart professional gamblers— in Las Vegas and around this great country are saying, oh yeah, I see the value in Georgia. People are forgetting. And people will continue to say that Georgia is not as good as everybody thought they were all season long. Georgia hasn't played anybody. I mean, the Emmanuel Acho rant on Fox, breaking down who they beat and then how those teams finish the season, you can't do anything except play the teams that are in front of you. If Emmanuel Acho is going to Hold it against Georgia that they shut out an undefeated and top 10 ranked Arkansas team at the time in Athens. That, that He dismisses that because Arkansas ended up losing four games. He dismissed it in his rant. 
Emmanuel Acho told the nation that because Georgia absolutely demolished the 11th-ranked Kentucky Wildcats who were coming in with tons of momentum, he dismissed that win as well because Kentucky went on to lose a couple more games and finish outside the top 25. That narrative that Georgia didn't play anybody is tired. That narrative is lazy. And quite frankly, it's for those who want to continue to bash the SEC or say that the SEC isn't what it's cracked up to be. Said it last week, I'll say it again. You can point a lot of different fingers in many different directions for the debacle that was the SEC championship game for Georgia, but it comes back to the defense. That second quarter was the worst the defense had played all season long. They gave up 300 yards in the second quarter. Alabama scored 41 points. Georgia's defense was giving up 6.9 points per game. You can't blame Stetson Bennett. You cannot blame Stetson Bennett. In the second quarter, when Georgia was down by two touchdowns, Stetson Bennett was 14 of 19 for 200-plus yards and two touchdowns. He had no turnovers at that point, and Georgia was already down 14 points. So for those who want to see JT Daniels, my question to you is this. In that moment, do you just pull Stetson Bennett, who hasn't made a mistake up to that point, and say, hey, JT, because we're down two touchdowns, get in there and sling it around? No, that's not what you do as a football coach. That's not what you do as a manager of the game. Todd Munkin wouldn't do it. Kirby Smart wouldn't do it. This conversation is going to continue to be talked about all the way up until December 31st. What is Georgia going to do about the quarterback position? Going up against a top-ranked defense like Michigan. Now, it's pretty obvious Michigan's offense is not going to be as explosive or be able to exploit Georgia's defense the way Alabama's did. That is obvious, okay? But the questions will be, what will happen if Stetson does start and he does make a few mistakes early and Georgia's offense is not moving the ball down the field? Will Coach Munkin and will Coach Smart make a change? I can tell you one thing for certain. With all my experience in the world of football, I can promise you that the offensive coordinator and the head football coach are not sabotaging their own team's chances to win a national championship. If you read the message boards, if you talk with Georgia's amazing fan base, you will get the feeling that people believe for one reason or another that Kirby Smart will never play JT Daniels, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Something happened. He needs to prove himself. Whatever it is. Guys, if JT Daniels would give Georgia a better chance to win football games, he would be playing. I'm not saying that won't happen in the Orange Bowl. This is the playoffs. Burn the ships. Any means necessary. This football team, this coaching staff, all through the holidays, they're taking finals right now or next week or whenever it is. All they're going to hear about for the next four weeks is how they're a fraud, how they're not as good as everybody thought they were, how the offense is no good, how the defense was overrated. And you know Coach Smart loves that. The players called a players-only meeting last Monday. I I wonder what was said. I'm sure it was, hey, guys, we got our teeth kicked in against Alabama. We know we're good. We were 12-0. Now we're 12-1. Everything is still in front of us. So let's listen to that yummy rat poison, as Nick Saban called it. And let's use it to fuel us through bowl practice. Let's use it to keep us focused heading down to Miami to take on a great Michigan team. 
and let's rein back in our focus so we can win the Orange Bowl and go play for a national championship. I truly believe that is the mindset of the entire football team, of the entire coaching staff, everybody within that building. Will Kirby Smart put JT Daniels in the game if Stetson Bennett were to struggle at any point? I think he would. I think he would. And I do not think he would allow the game to get out of hand before making that decision. But I also don't think Michigan has the ability to put the game out of hand. I don't. I think it's a great matchup for Georgia. I think it's the exact type of team that Georgia feasts against. And look, I think Alabama is going to have a harder time with Cincinnati than most expect. Without John Mechie, that offense drastically changes. Cincinnati's defensive back, I forget his name right now, just won the Jim Thorpe Award last night for the nation's best defensive back. So put him on Jamison Williams. Try to get some pressure on Bryce Young. See if they can make that Alabama offensive line play like they did against Auburn rather than how they did against Georgia. PrizePicks.com. Download the Price Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT, P-U-N-T, PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. College basketball in full swing. Some amazing buzzer beaters throughout this past week. Rutgers taking down number one Purdue. NFL, what a bunch of great rivalry matchups this weekend. I love NFL first half plays on Price Picks. Next week, we're going to get Price Picks lines maker for football on the program because I want him to tell us how to win money on prize picks. I want him to tell us where the weak spots are, right? We want our punt and pass listeners to turn a profit on prize picks, so we're bringing in the experts to let us know what we should be looking for when we're placing those juicy five-pick entries, which can 10x your money. Download that prize picks app. Go to prizepicks.com. 100% deposit match up to your first $100. All right, hope Murray's enjoying the beach. Hope everybody is having a great December so far. Follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. Aaron is at AaronMurray11, puntandpass.com. And download the Prize Picks app. Use that promo code PUNT. Let's get active this weekend. Army-Navy game on Saturday. I saw an amazing statistic. The Army-Navy Army Navy game. If you would be a $100 better 15 years ago, and placed it on the under and rolled that under bet from 15 years ago until last year, that $100 would have turned into over $1.4 million. So do we take the under? I don't know. But I will be looking at prize picks on Saturday for that Army-Navy game, and then, of course, for NFL action as well. Always appreciate you tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Rate, review, and subscribe. Check out our YouTube page, puntandpass.com. At Punt and Pass, at Drew Butler, at Aaron Murray 11. And download the Prize Picks app. Use that promo code PUNT. Everybody have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Monday. See ya. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY. And there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. 
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. 